tonight. Appreciate the leadership. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister, for that. Thank you, praise singers, musicians. We appreciate it so very much. Amen to God. Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 7. Daniel, chapter 7, and verse 25. Daniel, chapter 7. The Old Testament and verse 25. I'll read one verse. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 7 and verse 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the word. We ask you to speak into our hearts tonight. Help us to receive of you. And we ask in the name of Jesus. We pray. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I read to you from a book of prophecy, a book of prophecy that is of uh, uh, interest to us in this day that we live in because so much of what Daniel spoke of is coming to pass in our day. The hundreds of years before even the time of Christ was it spoken, and it was spoken of the day some 2,000 years after Christ, when it is being fulfilled. Daniel is an interesting book, 12 chapters with 6 chapters history and 6 chapters future. I speak to you, or read to you rather, from one of the future chapters, speaking of that which was to come. And I spoke to you, or read to you, uh, concerning uh, one who we would recognize and call the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist, it speaks of, and it says, He shall speak great words against the Most High, but listen to these words, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. And goes on to say, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Amen. Now, I know there's so much more that can be in this than what I want to talk about tonight. My focus is on that phrase or that portion of this scripture that speaks of the Antichrist that he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. I would like to take your attention also to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Now follow with me as I lay a foundation for what I want to talk about for a little bit tonight. 1 Timothy 3 and 16 talks about God becoming man. God becoming man. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 
God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Now look at this again. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And that first phrase following says, God was manifest in the flesh. The mystery of godliness is God becoming man. I go to the book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, we read concerning, I'll begin with verse 6, we read concerning some prophecy again. Again, it's about the time of the Antichrist. This time, the Apostle Paul is writing about it. And, and uh, this is what he said in verse 6. And now now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. I read to you in 1 Timothy 3.16 the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. But here he's talking about, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, he says, You know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Speaking of the Antichrist, he says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. What is the mystery of iniquity? Whereas the mystery of godliness is God becoming flesh, the mystery of iniquity is man trying to become God, flesh trying to become God. The mystery of iniquity, he said, doth already work. That was Paul writing uh, 2,000 years ago. <clears throat> For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Uh, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. These words, letteth and let, are old English words, which means hindereth and hinder. Only he who now hindereth will hinder until he's taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure 
in unrighteousness. I'm preaching tonight about something I believe is that we ought to have in the foremost of our thinking. And that is to recognize that there is an enemy of your soul that knows that his time is short. He knows that the day is coming soon when he will be destroyed. He's going to be destroyed. He's going to be cast into a a bottomless pit, but he's going to use this man that is the, uh, uh, the, the, the man that wants to become like God. He is flesh becoming a God, someone that would demand a worship, somebody that we know as the Antichrist, this one that is going to be not just demon possessed, but I believe he will be Satan possessed. I believe he would do his best to try and to deceive by all means. But knowing that his time is short, the Bible gives us a glimpse way back in the book of Daniel concerning concerning the times that we are living in and that is that he would have a spirit about him that would try to wear out the saints of the most high. How many has ever felt the weariness of the times that we are living in? You have longed sometimes to feel like, oh if I could only go back to where it wasn't uh, the pressures that we feel today. What are the pressures that we feel? Can I tell you it's the pressures of the spiritual climate uh, of the world that we are living in. Uh, The climate that says there's a spirit out there that's at work uh, and he is doing all he can uh, to try to bring down uh, the saints of God. Uh, But my friend, I have got news for you. I don't believe the devil has the power in himself to tear you down. I've come to give somebody a word tonight, and that is don't become too wary. Don't become too worn out. He is seeking to wear down. He's seeking to wear out the saints of the Most High. But I'm glad there's somebody that says, not me, not on this day. I'm going to keep doing what I can. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I'm going to keep lifting my hands no matter how weary I may get. I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart and somebody ought to say amen. We look into some of the things of the scripture that gives us clues, that gives us ideas, thoughts, understanding of the times that we are living in and the working of Satan. The Bible tells us that in this day, the day of the end, the time when that Antichrist would come forth. And note, it says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs 
and lying wonders. Now, friend, it's one thing to recognize that God can perform wonders. And he has been performing wonders. He is the wonder maker. He is the miracle worker. He has done things that astounds us. We have seen things that God has done. And we say how great and wonderful he is. But what happens when there comes a time that there is a wonder, but it is a lying wonder? The Bible tells us that there was a the Bible tells us about uh, in, in the in the Old Testament. Uh, we read about Moses, and we read in uh, in the uh, Scripture about uh, a man that uh, uh, had some uh, uh, some amazing things that God did uh, through him and for him. Uh, amen. And the Scripture tells us about uh, how that uh, uh, there was some uh, uh, amazing miracles when he walked into the court of Pharaoh and and how that uh, uh, when he walked in uh, the Lord had told him uh, when he Pharaoh refuses you just take that staff and lay it on the floor uh, and it will become a, a it will become a a, a, a serpent uh, and when it becomes a serpent uh, uh, more or less just watch what I do uh, and the Bible says the Pharaoh calls uh, he he called for uh, uh, the magicians and his own court to come and they brought their staffs and saw what Moses had done and so they took theirs and they laid it on the floor and the Bible lets us know that Moses came and it, it swallowed up theirs and, and then he picked it up and he had his but, but what was the matter about theirs there was something that they did in resisting the truth there was something they were doing in resisting against Moses it's simply a Amounted to this. They were saying you can have the miracle and you can have the wonder, but you don't have to leave Egypt. That is always the way the enemy uses his wonders. It says you can have the wonder, but you don't have to change. You can have the wonder, but you don't have to be transformed. You don't need to leave the world. You don't need to change your life. You don't have to do that. He's doing everything he can to try to wear down the minds and the thoughts. I tell you, there's a spirit of our day that is working on the hearts and minds. It starts with our children. It begins to work its subtle hand upon people. It tries to wear it down. Somebody told me recently, they, they said, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing because they said uh, there was a church and, and, and they were they were talking about uh, I, I forget how the subject came up but but they said they were talking about uh, uh, Harry Potter and and they you know it, it wasn't in a bad light it was in a good light uh, uh, and what is Harry Potter well for the basic part it, it's witchcraft uh, amen I'm going to tell you uh, it'll work with your children uh, it'll work it'll try to tear down uh, your mindsets and and try to make it feel like there's nothing wrong uh, with what 
what the, uh, what the, you know, the, the things that are, the, is in the word of God and says thou should not do this and you don't need to be involved in those things. Uh, oh God, help us. Uh, help us to have a mindset uh, that says, Lord, I want to do the right thing. Uh, I, I want to rear my children right. Uh, I want them to have a right mindset. Uh, I want to have my mind made up. Uh, parents get weary sometimes because uh, it's, if it's not one thing, it's another that is trying to grip the, the attention and the minds and the hearts. And you see these things as they come to pass. But thank God there's somebody that says, look, I don't care what the world may say. I'm still going to stand for right. And I'm still going to do the right thing. I was here tonight, and for whatever reason, it crossed my mind. I looked around, and I, I looked over, and I saw these uh, uh, three children over here, these uh, these girls. It was uh, Zyler and, and uh, I'm sorry, Lita and, uh, and Emma. <laughs> they was over here, and their hands up and I think Zyla was laying hands on all of them. I'm not sure what she was doing. And I know she is busy talking and, and, and you know, you think, well, that's, uh, you know, she's got, where's her attention? Well, I'm going to tell you what. I tell you where their attention was. There was a song going on and they was feeling something and, and they might have not been uh, all uh, uh, pious like you adults, but they was in church. They had their hands up. They was praising God. I thought, you know what? It's good to see these children being raised in an atmosphere in a home that doesn't have alcohol and drugs and all of that. Some of you parents may have been brought up in some of the, you might have had that stuff in your life at one time. But it don't mean you have to have your children now that you're walking with God. Let them know what it is just to be in the house of God. Sunday night ought to be a time when you want to come and praise him and worship him and lift him up. Somebody say amen. I remember when I was a child, Barbara. I remember that time when uh, there was a really bad ice storm and... and uh, Dad said, uh, "Mom, uh, to mom says, uh, now you you're doing some driving. You know she is getting out and getting a job uh, somewhere, and I think of a beer motel. And she it was working there some for Sarah and Russell Beer, and and uh, and uh, he said you need to learn how to drive on some of this stuff. And so we all got in the car ready for church, and Dad said on you know the side, Mom usually." rode on and she's behind the wheel and there she is and wouldn't you know it it was slick and the car went the whole thing down in the ditch mama screaming kids screaming dad holding on for dear life you know and here come louis carter down the road on the tractor he lived up the road worked for doc porter and and he come down and dad said, hey, we could use a pull here. And he pulled us out and dad says, I think I'll drive. And uh, he drove us on up to Highway 36 and dad stopped the car. I remember it. We're all watching him. He gets out and he goes out on Highway 36 and he slid. He's skating on Highway 36. It was a solid sheet of ice. He come back and announced, we're not going to church. We're going to go stay home today. It's too dangerous to drive to Hannibal for church. 
us kids, ah, no, we got to go. That's where our friends are. It wasn't a real spiritual plea, but we wanted to go to church because that's where our friends were. I'm going to tell you what. If your children want to come to church because their friends are here, you're rich. I said, you're rich. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Uh, Why are you talking this way tonight? I'm talking this way because I know how it is that the world will begin to work on you. It'll begin to try to pull you down. It'll try to wear you down. You'll get so weary fighting all the time against those things. Uh, You just go back down on your knees and pray the blessing and favor of God uh, over your family uh, and say, God, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on lifting you up. I'm going to keep on doing the right thing. The devil will try to bring to your mind that that's not what you used to do. It doesn't matter what I used to do. It matters what I am tonight because he changed me and I have been transformed. Somebody say amen. And the Bible says with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Here it is. Because they received not the love of the truth, the love of the truth that they might be saved. It's not just loving truth. It's the love of the truth. Amen. The only thing that will keep you will be the love of the truth. It's the only lying wonders can be powerful and misleading to anyone else. But when you love the truth of God's word, it'll keep you. Amen. There's something about the truth that says, God, tell me the truth. Preacher, preach to me the truth. Teacher, teach me the truth. I want the truth in my life. It's what's going to save me. And when you love The truth, it'll be the compass that'll keep you on the right path and make you make right decisions. And you'll say, I'm going to keep living for God regardless of what everyone else does. I am going to make a stand for righteousness. Somebody say amen. Say amen. Verse 11 and 12 says, and for this cause shall God send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, which that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. If you don't love the truth, you stand the, the risk of being delusioned, amen, of being uh, in a way that that's going to cause you to be deceived. I don't want that. Lord, don't give me delusion in any way. The scripture says in Jeremiah 12 and 5, if thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? Or if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they wearied thee, then how How wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? I've got news for you. You can make it. You can live for God. I remember 
uh, a preacher years ago at Because of the Times, and I'm having trouble, Brother Gordon, thinking of his name. But uh, he, he he preached a message, whether it was there or another place, I heard him. He says, I, he preached a message that was a well-known message. He preached it more than one time, I guess. I was born and bred in a briar patch. And uh, he told the story, he says, he was from Georgia, and he told the story about the, the author that penned that uh, famous little uh, you know, a parable uh, about uh, Briar Rabbit and and uh, Briar Fox and and how that the fox was after the rabbit and and uh, he called him was going to eat him and he said, "Oh, please, Mister Fox, uh, please don't throw me, uh, eat me, uh, you know, do anything you want to with me, but just don't throw me in the Briar Patch." And the fox thought, "Well, why not?" Oh, don't throw me in the briar patch. I don't want that. Please don't do that. Do anything else with me. And he said, oh, well, I'm going to throw you in the briar patch. And he threw him in the briar patch. And when he did, all he saw was that cottontail hopping here and there. And he heard him singing, I was born and bred in a briar patch. Amen. And that's what saved him because he knew the fox couldn't come through there, but he knew how to navigate it. I'm telling you, folks, here's what it amounts to. You can go through things that are hard and you think, my, I've never been through anything like this. But God's just making you so that you can understand that I can go through anything. God can take me through this. This is nothing to me. I've been through this before. I've been there before. I've been through hardships. I've been through troubles. I've been through trials. God can do anything for my old friend. You can live for God. You can serve God. You can walk with God. Somebody say amen. I don't want to become so battle weary like those in Israel. And they decided we can coexist with some of our enemy. And finally that enemy came and was such a problem to them. Oh, no, friend. Let's keep following Jesus as he wants us to be and walking with him. I'm not going to preach much longer, but I want to bring this to your attention. It was in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. I'll go there. But in Acts chapter 16. The Bible tells us that Paul and Silas, um, Paul and Silas had been in the marketplace and, and, uh, there was a young girl that was filled with the spirit of divination. Um, she was a fortune teller. Um, she did it by way of an evil spirit that possessed her. And, and, uh, the Bible says that this young girl, uh, that spirit would begin to use her and mock the preacher and, and would say, uh, uh, these are the men of the most high God, which do show unto us the way of salvation. Now that's true, isn't it? But it was the mimicking. It was the mockery and people would laugh and, and do those things. I, I, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, Paul finally got enough of it. Uh, day after day after day it happened. It began to wear him down. Uh, and he finally got enough of it. And one day in the marketplace he turned around uh, and he commanded that spirit to come out of her. And that young 
girl was delivered that same hour. Well, what happened? It didn't take long for those that used her and that spirit in her uh, to make money from her uh, and from her abilities. Uh, it wasn't long before they said, uh-oh, something's happened and it's not good. Uh, and they took Paul and Silas and they accused them and they threw them into jail. Uh, they beat them. Uh, they hurt them. Uh, they, there was Their backs were bloodied. Uh, they put them in stocks. Uh, they bound their hands and feet uh, and there was nothing they could do about it. Uh, and the Bible says uh, that at midnight, uh, and I pick it up in Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, uh, and at midnight Paul and Silas sang, prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. Woo! And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And sang praises. I'm going to tell you, this is what I want to say. When the hurting began to sing a joyful song, when Paul and Silas began to sing, the Bible says the prisoners heard them. And it says everyone's bands were loosed. You think they were wary? You think they felt good? They're sitting there. They can't lay down. They can't get comfortable. Is it a time to curse? Is it a time to say all kinds of mean things and let everybody know how I've been mistreated here? But the Bible says... They decided to pray. And when they began to pray, they said, I think we ought to sing. And they didn't care. I'm going to tell you, when you get to a place to where you're hurting, there's nothing you can do about it, you might as well just sing. I said, you might as well just sing. You might as well begin to lift up Jesus. Amen. And the Bible says the prisoners heard them. You know who those prisoners were? They were thieves. They were robbers. They might have been murderers. They might have been others that had beaten. They had been all kinds of things against them. But they heard these prisoners. They said, who do you think those people are? All the prisoners heard them. I think they all woke up. I think they were all listening. They heard it and they all felt the earth begin to shake. They began to feel the foundations of the prison shaken. There was a great earthquake and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's Bands were loosed. You see, when we get to singing, when we're weary, when we get to singing, when we're hurting, when we get to singing, when we're troubled, when we get to singing and the spirit gets to moving, something starts happening. It starts happening with you, but it'll happen to everyone around you. Someone's dark depression begins to lift. Someone's bondage begins to fall off. Somebody's trouble 
begins to disappear. Bonds start breaking. Amen. Chains. Doors start opening. Chains start falling off. Oh, you're not, you're not standing to your feet and shouting. I'm not asking you to, but I'm telling you, you need to get a hold of this because we live in a time when the devil would like to wear you down. And I say, when you get wore down, it's not time to say, well, I think I'll fold my arms and just stay home because I'm too wary. Oh, friend, that's exactly where the devil wants you to get. You ought to say, wary or not, I think I'll come. I don't care if you come and have to sit there in that comfortable seat and you don't even feel like standing, but you came anyway. And you're going to just lift your hands what you can. You're going to clap your hands what you can. Why? Because I'm going to worship him anyhow. And when I begin to worship, something's going to happen. Something's going to move. You may feel a presence of God that moves into the service. And I tell you, it may not be because that one that is so on fire and so energetic and they feel great and they just got a million dollar check that day and oh, everything's wonderful. It may be because God's looking and saying, I see somebody that was hurting today and they came anyway and they're praising God anyway. I'm going to show up because of them. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand together. Amen. It's because of them. It was Paul and Silas. The Lord said, do you hear that? That is a beautiful sound because I know how weary they are. And I know how troubled they are. And I see blood running down their back. I see scabs. They're hurting. But hear that voice? They're singing praises to me. Hear that cry? They're praying to me. That's what the Lord's doing. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You may feel like or you may face something. I don't know. You may face something soon. I don't know. I'm not prophesying it. I'm not saying it to be so. I just know life does that. My dad, when I'd would talk to him and we'd bring, he said, man, this has happened, that's happened. He said, that's life. He said, that's just life. I'm telling you, you need to look at yourself in the mirror someday and say, that's just life. <laughs> Praise God. I think some people wish they were sick too too sick to get out but you're not you're not uh, don't I have a fever check me again I'm sure something's wrong with me I can't I can't go to work like this I'm telling you what it is it's your mind it's your spirit you're just you're just heavy you got a heaviness on you you're wary. You're, you're feeling the spirit of the Antichrist. Well, the Antichrist isn't here yet. No, but the spirit of iniquity is already at work. It's already at work. And so when you feel that, that's exactly what the devil wants to do is just wear you down. I'm going to tell you what. God will give you time when you can get an extra nap and get a little rest or whatever. You need to reschedule yourself somehow and quit doing so much and quit running so much and learn how to give up some responsibilities that is not necessary. 
Let somebody else step up and help you do something sometime. Whatever it amounts to. But don't you quit coming to church. And don't you quit singing. And don't you quit praying. And don't don't quit doing that. That ought to be number one on your list. I got to do that. I got to take care of that. I got to keep worshiping him. I got to keep praising him. Hallelujah. Because I know there's a spirit in our day that wants to wear you down. Tyler, it wants to pull you down. It wants to make you feel like I just don't feel like doing this. That's exactly what the devil wants to do. He wants to wear you down. He wants to wear you out. Wear out the saints of the Most High. He wants to wear you. He wants to weary you. He wants to make you feel like I can't do this. I can't do it. So what you going to do? Well, here I am. They're going to lock me in. Lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> in the stocks. Oh, I'm hurting. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Silas, what do you think we ought to do? Let's pray. Oh, God, help us. We prayed. Now, what, we, what do you think we ought to do? I think we ought to sing. <laughs> well, we might disturb somebody around us. Your singing is going to bring deliverance to them. Are you hearing me? And so when they started singing, heaven heard it. <laughs> heaven heard it. And that place was shaken. And it's not, it, it, it just didn't happen that they were put in a place where they were going to sing and there was going to be an earthquake come. Just they happened to be there when the earthquake happened. No, the earthquake happened because they were singing. The earthquake happened because they were praying. The earthquake happened because in their condition they decided, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to praise the Lord anyhow. Does anybody feel that way tonight? You ever feel that way? I, I just going to praise him anyhow. I feel like I'm talking to somebody tonight. The enemy would like to take that away from you and make you distracted right now to where you don't hear what the word of God is being preached. And that is, he don't want you to know you can become weary. But praise God. I refuse to let it get me down. I'm going to keep on praising God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and if you really believe that, you ought to notify your face, regardless of what you feel like, and walk up to Pete and say, man, it's good to see you. And the devil tell you, you're lying. It's not good to see Pete. You don't feel that way. No, you're wrong, devil. That's your voice. My voice is, I love my brother and I'm glad I'm here. Hallelujah. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples. If you have love one for another. How are they going to know you love? They're watching you. They're observing you. They're hearing you. What are they hearing? I'm singing praises to God. I'm lifting him up. 
Oh, the joy of the Lord. You know that song, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know it? Yeah, let's sing it. Do you mind? I'll sing it. You follow me. You sing it. I'll follow you. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Though the joy of the Lord is my strength. Give me a key. The the devil doesn't like it. Ha, 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 ha. The devil doesn't like it. Ha, 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 ha. The devil doesn't like it. Ha, 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 ha. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Woo! The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now I'm going to tell you, when you wake up and you feel like I just can't do this, just remember, I think I'll do it anyhow. Because I believe God's going to show up when I begin to lift up his name. And I begin to lift up his voice. And I begin to praise him with all my heart. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God, praise God, praise God. It's what the enemy don't want. He don't want the church to get that message. And that message is when you feel like you can't go another mile, that's time to give it up and to throw in the towel. Say, oh no, this is when I begin to step it up and I begin to praise him a little more. I begin to sing a little louder. I begin to pray a little longer. I'm going to worship him. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Glory to God. There were two things they did. Two things they did. They prayed and they sang. Did you hear me? They prayed and they sang.